Welcome to the EdTech Lab podcast, where we dive into the world of education technology with fellow academics, educators, and entrepreneurs. Join us as we explore the latest trends and innovations that are shaping education. I'm your host, Maita. In this episode, I'm chatting with Sarah, the founder of Be Humane. Be Humane and their virtual Life Atlas platform offers game experiences for students to practice life skills that foster their personal, social, and emotional well-being. Sarah's all about nurturing these life skills, especially amid the rapid advancements in technology. We discuss the research she's conducted on how exactly emerging tech impacts youth, the relationships with tech and with each other, and she offers pretty good insights for educators to leverage this knowledge. Enjoy the episode. All right, Sarah. So why don't you just go ahead and tell us about Be Humane? Yes, of course. Well, the story behind Be Humane is a very interesting one. I come from a background in the social work studies. So one of the biggest challenges that we found in social work is that most of our clients are lacking social and emotional skills. And in this um, emerging technology era that we are now witnessing and are being a part of where we are relying on technology more and more, we are also seeing that today's youth are lacking the same skill set. So there is a link in between the technology usage and the social and emotional development of today's youth. And that is the area that we are addressing within Be Humane. So we are basically helping these new generations by empowering them with the soft skills of the future. And in our program, we are calling that emotionally intelligent usage of technology. So to deliver that in a fun and interesting way for them, we are building a mixed reality learning platform. So we've created a metaverse game experience for them, as well as the app that puts them back into real life where they're able to learn the skills in the peer-to-peer context. I love that. And I think it's super important, especially with all these emerging tech coming out. And a lot of people are a bit wary of it because they don't know what the reactions are going to be like, especially with, I think the CDC released stats recently where like the teen youth is like mental health is is declining at rates that are higher than ever. We'll get into that a bit more, but maybe we can talk about how Be Humane um, is being used, whether it's in schools, um, it's with students, and what does this product that you have look like? Of course, yeah. So within Be Humane, we're building a platform that's called Live Atlas. So the idea behind it is to help students to navigate their lives with empowering them with these soft skills of the future. So we have a component that is basically incorporated within a school curriculum. Um, So most of the schools that already are tackling issues regarding their mental health, emotional health, and there is a more and more now conversation around digital literacy. So we are kind of plugging into the existing curriculums, plus we are also offering our additional value through our programs. But the key component that we are providing to school systems is actually this metaverse game. And when I say metaverse, I'm not necessarily meaning that students have to put their VR headsets, even though that is also a a possible component of the 
um, experience within the platform, but they're actually able to simply going through a web browser to plug themselves into this game. And the game is created so that they're able to have this experience that kind of replicates what would happen in real life. So most of the anxieties that we are now seeing in today's societies is also due to them being afraid to do certain things in social situations because they have this lack of practice. Specifically after the times of COVID, you know, we just became a much more isolated society. And as everything, when you start practicing a thing, you it starts declining. So we created a safe space for them where they where they are able to practice this skill set by going through this um, series of uh, scoring simulated scenarios. So think about it something like Sims. Uh, I don't know, have you played Sims or have you heard about it? But Sims was this game which love basically, <laughs> yeah, we, I think we all loved Sims back in the day and some of us still play it. But it's it's the thing that we liked about it because you can kind of, you know, empathize with the characters. You can create this new uh, kind of experience uh, of your life in this virtual space. So the idea is the same for them to be able to learn from their avatars experience and to have that in uh, game based learning uh, journeys. And the most valuable component with that is the, uh, the the fact that they have the immediate learning experience. So imagine, you know, sometimes in life you make a choice and then you have to wait to see what the consequences of that is. And, you know, it takes a while for you to kind of connect the dots for yourself about the learning experiences. But in this game um, environment, you're able to have uh, an immediate explanation, an immediate play out out of your choice so the situation changes your avatar's experiences changes and you have the prompts that are kind of helping you to understand what is the reasons behind it so in that ways um, educators are also able to have more conversations with students and discussions within the classroom about why certain things happen and kind of go more in depth of that experience and as a part of the homework experience for our students, we created this uh, application that puts them back into real life. So imagine as in school, you have to go through theory and then you have to understand it in a practical sense and all of that happens within the game. But ultimately, what you need to do is to integrate that knowledge in your day-to-day -day life. So the application part is for that, where they have to go through this, like it's a gamification framework again. So you have like an interesting leveling up experience, but ultimately you are put back into real life and you're doing this um, development of your social skills, of your emotional understanding and your overall technology usage. That's so fascinating because, yeah, when I think of social and emotional learning, I think of mainly relationships, I guess. Um, and these relationships can manifest in like different ways, whether it's your relationship with your peers uh, in a classroom setting, your teachers, uh, but also your relationship with actual technology and then also your relationship with yourself. Like how does it impact your maybe your motivation, your confidence and things like that. Have you been seeing um, anything related to those or like what have you been finding based on um, your research? 
So um, the initial research that we conducted before we even started with the product development, it was a six months long study. And we were basically looking into that interplay of technology usage and students' social and emotional development, and also examine that in the context of the pandemic. And um, even though we found that there was some decline in real life social skills and the um, also decline in emotional vocabulary, both from students recognized that as a, something that started to happen with, with them, but as well as the experts. But the interesting thing that we found in the research was that um, there was this emergence of a new set of skills in these virtual realities. So, you know, those students are, they're the first digital native generation there is, and we're talking about Gen Z specifically right now. And because they didn't have any initial education around how to use technology for their benefit, they started to find their own ways in those virtual realities and just find a kind of started to uh, develop the language that themselves understand in between each other on how to communicate and what does it mean when you have a hard stop at the sentence or you write LOL or you don't. It's like there are these different nuances that we think that are like, you know, they're funny to us, but they actually mean a lot to them. So uh, the way they're communicating, how they express themselves have changed drastically because of this technology usage. And the thing that we identified out of that is that, you know, there's this opportunity to provide a further education and guidance in those, in basically in both of the realities. So they do need more help now in real life, in those social skills in real life. But the virtual one is also the aspect that we shouldn't forget about. And even though they already have found their way to communicate there, there's still a lot of opportunity to improve that because one of the biggest aspects that is currently missing is that emotional regulation and then understanding of what my friend is actually going through when he writes a message in this way or that way. So this is kind of experiences that we are helping out, uh, helping them out with. Yeah. And what would you say, or how, what can educators do with this information? How should they take it and what should they be considering in terms of their classrooms and their students? Yeah. So a uh, number one thing that we advise to educators is to even start that conversation about how students are spending their time in technology. So often that is a part that is being taken for granted in education system. And now with this emerging technology, specifically with ChatGPT, we're seeing that there are a lot of school districts are banning this technology. Uh, but we don't think that that's the way to go about it. Um, we've seen with social media, um, you know, it wasn't banned, but it had a very, like a series of negative effects with their anxiety, the the body image, etc. And the reasons behind that was not because of the technology itself. It's because no one actually talked to students about how to use them in a better way for them. So we think and what we suggest to educators is that, you know, open up that conversation with students, ask them about their how they spend their technology uh, time. Uh, what does that mean for them? Um, one also big part of our curriculum is a conversations around value systems. So how are your life values reflected in how you spend your time in technology? How do you feel after you have spent two hours 
going through TikTok or watching YouTube videos or communicating with friends or doing the gaming experiences. So it's more just like opening up that conversation and instead of being like, okay, stop using technology, it's not good for you, stop playing video games, see how we can foster these amazing new things that we are creating in our society for the benefit and advancement of our humanity. Yeah, this is a really great approach because a lot of the times when um, classrooms implement the technology, they're very focused on how to use technology, what are the benefits for technology in terms of um, student outcome or their future, you know, future use uh, upon graduation and life skills and whatnot. But the way you're approaching things is like, yes, there is that aspect, but also a very important part of it is this almost metacognition or reflection yes. on how am I using this technology? What does this mean to me? Um, and, and the like, what are your, um, has there been any, has there been any pushback in, in, in the education world with this? Um, are they mostly optimistic or is there a lot of, you know, pushback and fear somewhat? Mm -hmm. Well, of course, like with everything, there are two sides. We've definitely have a very early on found a lot of uh, interest in this, um, primarily because schools are recognizing that this is a problem and then there, there are no um, a lot of solution out there for how to approach this topic. And it's becoming, you know, more and more of a thing with now VR coming into education and AR and those other technologies. So we definitely see the interest in terms of this, um, let's call it like an onboarding experiences to this new technology and how our program and our platform goes about that aspect. But at the same time, one of the, um, let's say, um, the paradoxical um, feedback that we had was that um, how how are we as be human as a company solving a technology related problem with more technology so it was like okay why are you like trying to you know decrease these anxieties and depressions and these mental health issues with building a metaverse experience for students and we understand uh, how that might look uh, strange from the beginning but Again, the idea is not to stop using technology. Technology is not going to go anywhere. We're just going to see more and more craziness happening. And it's just going to be a part of our lives, our children's lives, education, and every other industry sectors that we uh, know of. So the idea is how to use it for the benefit of ourselves and have that uh, we call it like a healthy human technology symbiosis. So that coexistence relationship with these emerging technologies and with its usages. And again, we think that the guidance and education is a way to go. Mm, yeah. So looking ahead, um, what emerging technologies are an innovative tech? Are you super excited about, if any? And then the second part of that is where do you see the role of those technologies in education going and kind of what do we need to get there? Yeah, of course, it's a great question. 
so one thing that there was a lot of hype recently around both ChatGPT and before ChatGPT about the metaverse and VR experiences. So I've I've recently given a speech about the um, extended reality technologies in education. And as a preparation for that speech, I went through a lot of research studies that are showing some um, benefits and also side effects of usages of this, this technology. And I want to particularly touch upon a little bit on the VR part. Um, so there was this research study about uh, the soft skills programs and trainings for students in these virtual realities. And some interesting things that came out of that was that um, so there is a 275% more confidence within students to apply the knowledge they learn in these experiences. So what we are seeing with VR, there is this component of ability to emotionally connect with the material that students are uh, going through, which we often know that in the traditional educational systems were a problematic thing. There was a lot of like, just consuming the knowledge for the sake of consuming the knowledge and having that preaching uh, perspective from teacher to students about uh, sharing what they need to learn and have to learn aspects of that by heart. So with virtual realities, we actually are a part of the learning. So we are in it. It's a two-sided conversation um, and it creates that, um, it creates that feeling of, um, how to uh, call that, um, I can't remember the word right now, but it's like uh, you feel the sense of autonomy over your learning experiences. Mm -hmm. Like you you have, a, you, you can say where you want to go, what do you want to explore? So it's much more like multidimensional in that side, which often, you know, like I said in the previous, how we were learning, students would feel like, you know, I just need to sit there and take this in and not question it. And by creating these inter interactive learning journeys, they have that emotional connection. They feel more confident than to apply the knowledge. So I think that with VR specifically, uh, that there will be more and more uh, applications of that technology in uh, every, every area of education, every sector. And uh, one thing, again, is just like, preparing the classroom for that type of environment and having those conversations with educators to feel them confident by providing them the research-based facts about the benefits for the learners. Because we are all in education because we want to help to students. We want to um, make them fulfill their uh, potentials. So sometimes being educated about the benefits of technology can be very helpful component to feel confident to use the technology within the classroom. And the same goes for uh, ChatGPT, which I touched upon a little bit at the start, that um, unfortunately the attitude is like, let's ban the technology. It's going to take our jobs as educators. It's going to make students lazy um, and etc. But the thing is like, that is a disruptive technology that is just going to make changes in so many sectors at the workforce and within education. And there's just so many beautiful ways how we can interact with it and how we can foster our human imagination by 
having that interaction. So again, I think that education around technology and its benefits and the use cases and the potentials that can help both to the educators and the students is a way to go forward. Awesome. Love this chat, Sarah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, of course.